0: I'm going to start introducing her before she joins, only because this is only going to be an hour, and I think that um, we're not going to have as much time as I think in my head, because we're actually having a lot to talk about. It's going to be a very exciting conversation. So let me start um, reading her profile before she joins. So um, for those who don't know her, Mrs. Audrey Jo Azigbo is the Deputy Managing Director of Falcon Corporation which her and her husband co-founded in 1994. So her and her husband founded it together in 1994. It is a wholly indigenous, midstream and downstream energy, sorry, natural gas and energy services company in Nigeria. That's I mean, that's big time. Um, She's an accomplished professional. She holds degrees, plenty of degrees in marketing, finance, business, administration. She also has a whole bunch of executive certifications in management, leadership, and governance. She is the president of the NGA, which is the Nigerian Gas Association. And she's also a chartered member of the International Gas Union. She's the very first female president of the NGA in the association's over 21-year history. I mean, if that's not big time, I don't know what it is. That's, that is amazing. She's a fellow of the Energy Institute, and she's also um, a founding member of the Women in Energy Network, which is okay, and a member and global role model for. Women in LPG, Nigeria chapter. She's a member of the NCCF Diversity Sectoral Working Group of the NCDMB, which is the Nigerian Content. Development and Monitoring Board. All in all, she's an oil and gas bigs girl here in Nigeria. And if you know what that means, you know what that means, right? She's also an executive council member of Wimbase, Women in Management, Business and Public Service. She's a certified transformative coach and a member of the International Coach Federation Nigerian Chapter. She's founder and promoter of the Banabas Widow Support Foundation. She's founder and promoter of the Double Platform Impact. Double Impact Platform, which is a business training and relationship building institution for couples who are in business together. I totally love that. She's a prolific writer and author of four published books. She runs an inspirational self-development faith-based blog for women called Uniquely Woman. And you can check her out on AudreyJoAZigbo.com slash blog Wumi, if you can type that in there, that would be great, audreyjoezigo.com slash blog. She's an international speaker, facilitator. She's won several awards for her contributions to building entrepreneurial capacity in the industry and Nigeria at large. Amongst you know the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year West Africa 2014, Female Entrepreneur of the Year 2015, her and her husband were recently conferred with the Lagos Business School Distinguished Alumni Award 2018. And she was recognized as one of the leading ladies Africa, 100 most inspiring women in 2019. I mean, can we give her some virtual claps? I mean, she needs some virtual claps. Please give her some. Give it up for Mrs. Audrey Joezigo. She is married to her chief encouragement officer, Joe, and they are blessed with four amazing children. All right. That is her intro. I see that she's on here. So I'm just going to pull her into this and we are going in. I'm so excited about this conversation i'm waiting for her to join and then we will begin guys there's a box right there for your questions as well for you to ask hi them hey home. auntie audrey
1: hi ah, good to see you good to see you
0: so good to, see, good you. Good ah, to see you you're looking very sweet in this you
1: you ready right, like
0: for you all right <laughs> I was introducing you before you join. Your profile
1: I is... actually heard you. Wow. Yeah.
0: It's a, it's a Wowu profile. Wowu. That's what we're hey, going to call that profile. Thank
1: you, bunch. Thank <laughs> you, bunch.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's get into it because, you know, Instagram is going to cut us off in an hour. So let's get into it, right? Okay. And Audrey, we've talked about this. You know, we've had a few chats about this whole topic about influence and power. Mm-hmm. You know, us as women, us as people, us as believers, all the different contexts. So I'm going to do a quick context setting. Um, So guys, according to the dictionary, dictionary dictionary.com, apparently um, power, it means the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events, right? That's what it means. And so today we're going to be talking about what that means for people like you and I. What it means for the average person, what it means for women, what it means for believers, what it means for all of us. Should we even strive for power and influence? Because Mm. let me be very honest, Auntie Audrey. Neo, as a person, I have like I I am having a hard time embracing those words. Like it's something that I feel like God (laughs) had to put in my face. Like, what's wrong with you? You know, because here I was complaining a few weeks ago about all the racial injustice all the rape cases in Nigeria. You know, I was very angry. I was complaining. And I literally felt like God was looking at me like, continue to sit down there and complain until you guys get into positions where you can actually alter policies and do things that will really bring about sustainable change. You're just going to be complaining in your corner. Mm -hmm. And I felt Mm -hmm. like it was like an aha moment. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Okay, God. You know how God does sometimes when he's just looking at you like, you need to wake up you know you all need to wake up and you know in recent times we've seen the power of social media right we've seen how a hashtag has caused you know even governments to wake up over issues we've seen how the death of you know certain people and all the uproar or you know instagram and twitter and everywhere actually caused governments to move the same thing in nigeria as well so we're going to be talking about all that i'm talking about what our place to be. So, Auntie Audrey, tell us, guys, this is Auntie Audrey to me. So I'm going to be calling her Auntie Audrey. So just, just take it like that and enjoy it, okay? So, Auntie okay. Audrey, talk to us. Talk to us. You are a woman in amazing positions. You do many, many amazing things. And mm. it is obvious that you are a focused woman, a kingdom-purpose woman, you know, a woman who is trying to be the best that God has created her to be. Talk to us. What does power and influence mean to you? And can we really make changes in society without embracing power and influence?
1: Right, so thank you so much, Felicia. Thank you so much. Um, here's the thing that when you were defining power, you said something. You said it is the capacity to influence. So let me then, you know, the first thing that dropped in my spirit as you spoke to that is just this is exactly the point that power is capacity. Hmm. But beyond capacity, then, is the issue of the influence, the action itself. So I see power as it's just the beginning. Mm. influence is where the issue is and influence i would define as activated power mm. capacity is something that is inbuilt i mean we're all carrying things and i know in fact let's leave this matter me i'm just <laughs> watching from the beginning all of us are on this earth imbued with capacity we carry already the power of he who created us the very breath of god that is in us mm. that means quite frankly that we're not just here to sit and let life as we say do us we're supposed to shape the earth. That's the mandates that we have from the beginning. And so I know, I know, yeah, we had this conversation to say we'll eventually get to the spiritual aspect. Let's have our, do it. Have <laughs> our <with us> <laughs> Let's do it, yeah. Genesis 1 mm. 26, 27, 28. What was happening there? There was creation, and then not just that, when God now created what did he say he gave you dominion in fact if you look at the amplified version i quote this so often he says we should subdue the earth and mm. subdue, he said, was to use all of the resources that god gives us to bless man and god that is now taking the capacity that you carry and using it to influence the cycles and the circles that god will put you on here mm. on earth now granted i think when we hear those words power when we hear influence you know, like you said, many of us have difficulty embracing it. And so, why is that? That's the question. Because we think that power exposes us to things we don't want to be exposed to. Because we know uh, power, <laughs> what's the broader of power? The brother of power is responsibility. Mm. And this is the thing, because it's so much easier to sit in my living room and judge every single thing. It is mm. easier to, to criticize he or she that is wearing the cap than to literally walk in those shoes and have to deal with people and have to deal with criticism and have to deal with adjusting your own comfort zones to be able to do things. But this is the reality of the world we're in today. That kind of living does not make any sense anymore. Hmm. Literally, there are too many moving decimals. And rather than sitting down and just complaining, it's time then to look inwards and ask yourself, this thing that I carry, what am I doing with it? Hmm right? So I think this is where the problem comes from. We have seen power abused. We have seen power misused, but we have also seen power used very well. And then the things that go with it now, maybe we, you know, some people just don't want to be on display. Mm. And in the world we are in today where everything, they, they puts you as you people say on blast before you play <laughs> social media. You are, you hear this, you hear this. <laughs> So I think sometimes we just want to be the armchair person Mm. that is waiting for somebody else to do this work. Mm. Now, many times as women, we, because of, um, I think a combination of societal, cultural, religious, uh, issues we deal with. And then in Nigeria, especially a very sexist society, many of us then begin to think about things like, uh, you know, there's husband matter. You know, there's lack of husband matter because that's another, <laughs> that's another part. Like yeah. if I, I put myself all out to be the best I can be, I may be too big, too successful. Mm. You know those things, these are real issues. Okay. And then we step back and we sit down, but the world is literally waiting for us. Now, one more thing that I will say before I hand this over to you again is that when we talk about power and we talk about influence, many times too, we are thinking of something that is very big. But like you've rightly pointed out you can create ripple ripple um what's the word now in fact you can a ripple in your own small circle because your hmm. circle is not as small as you think hmm. you can create this ripple of change that just continues to go and then you can it can change an entire uh it could be your city it could be a state it could be uh, one industry something one after the other if we just sit back and complain we go nowhere hmm. I don't give you Example, because when you were talking uh, in the opening you were talking about rape for instance it totally breaks my heart yeah it absolutely breaks my heart it, it, it makes me feel is there something wrong with being a woman everywhere you turn I mean two-month-old babies are being raped and I'm thinking for heaven's sake what is this and they're being raped by men who have daughters that they're investing in their daughters they're being raped by young men that have brothers I and mean, that have sisters and have mothers and they don't see that every time they break a mm. woman down they could have broken their own mother or their own sister down. So what do I do? Apart from being vocal about it, my money goes towards interventions, hmm. right? Then, and then if you are in my space, I tell you, you can, there are some conversations you cannot have around me. I swing it around. I don't stay in the company of men and allow them to diminish women. Hmm. I don't care if you tell me my own is too much. I will not allow it. And then with the women themselves, I have conversations. I mean, we have to change this thing. I may not be the one that has a rape crisis center. I may not be the one that is in charge of some NGO that I, I may not be. But I have the power to sway things. And I will never forget a couple of years ago, during uh, it was on International Women's Day. So I played my TED talk that had to do with issues, issues around breaking the glass ceiling. And then I spoke to the men in my office about what it means when they themselves are silent, when mm. things are being said, women are being demeaned and all, mm. and all that violent and they have daughters so they are reinforcing the system their daughters will eventually get into and all of us are f- afraid as women to walk on the streets we, we we let our sons go to the bathrooms but with our daughters we want to follow mm, them along yeah and i'm saying if you as a man are not recognizing that you are part of this system by saying nothing or by laughing along with your friends this is what's waiting for your children mm. i will never forget that one of my staff sent me a long email Telling me how for the, he had never thought about it. He has just two children wow. and they're both. He said he went home and he cried. Hmm. And he said his thinking fundamentally. You know what? That might not have been a big thing on CNN, but that was me using my capacity to influence change. Free. And that person, I have given a change thinking. He will take it forward and continue to speak by wow. the grace of God continually. Wow. So it's just to say, to wrap it up. Power is, is, is it is a potential. It's something you already carry. It is now for you to determine whether you want to give it expression, and let me mm. promise you that even if you think that the impression, the expression you give it is not too much, you can literally create generational change. Just don't sit back and complain. Find the one thing to do. Find the one person to talk to. Find the one article to write. Find the one association to join, and you will be surprised what you can do. Yeah.
0: Wow. 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 <laughs> I mean, you just dropped like a million hot ones on us. There are so many things that you've said that are so amazing. I mean, even this example of the guy in your office, you using that sphere of influence that you have. There's a, you know, International Women's Day, you felt the need to just speak to people. And doing what somebody had never experienced before can you imagine that that the guy had never had that kind of conversation ever thought, <laughs> thought about it i mean i'm loving the comments i'm seeing bass both bass all kinds of things create expressions <laughs> for the power within you yes give expression to your power influence yes. is activated power we all have it within us wow wow wow, wow. this is why i just love you Auntie because you are just so real you just drop so it like it is hard i love it i love it i love it okay so talk to us about how we can start to embrace it. You know, you've given us great examples. You've told yeah. us things that we can do, very simple things within our offices, within, you know, even our homes, frankly, because some of us don't even have this conversation with our sons, with our daughters, our nieces, our nephews, that's, you know. But tell, right. us, tell us little ways that we can start to embrace this. So for everybody that's on here, what is, what is the next few steps that they can take actively to start to embrace their personal power and influence?
1: Okay, let me start from this uh, to ask everyone, what are you afraid of? I mean, you literally have to dimension this for yourself. Mm. What are you afraid of? Why, you know, because clearly you are Mm -hmm. not content with a few things. So what exactly would be stopping you from stepping up to something or the other? And in addition to what are you afraid of, what is it that you feel uh, you don't know? Because sometimes it's as simple as okay, I have a passion for this, but I don't know. You have to be able to define what you don't know. Then third is to say, what is it that you feel you are not qualified for? Because this is the funny thing that the enemy has this way of just bringing all our shortcomings and weaknesses and putting them in front of us, and so we're thinking, ah, no. You know, you just read one person's profile and you suddenly feel nothing to offer. For the life of me. You have to figure that, you know what, I mean, there, there has to be something inside you that is going to be calling you to the place of asking, will I be content for my life to just play, play at this level? Hmm. So one of the things I used to ask myself is I would look at a few people and say, do these people have two heads? <laughs> literally. I mean, <laughs> the, you know, it's funny. Nigerian
0: question.
1: Honestly, <laughs> it is literally, it is very funny. But you really have to literally internalize that to say you know what this person started from somewhere and the more you go closer to a few people you, when you hear their stories it really tells you that it's just about the journey of putting one step ahead of them, just one step in front of the other how did i get to where i am today people read your profile and they're, hey this woman what are you talking about do you know where it started from hmm. One step after the other how did i publish four books one blog after the other. One article, after the other. How did I become president of Nigerian Gas Association? Go to the first meeting. Attend the second meeting. Get involved. Mm. Ask questions. Conference, Begin to say, well, how come this? How come that? Join officially. Volunteer for a committee. In the committee, they've been doing this thing for years. I don't know anything, but I keep quiet. I'm listening. Then there's an assignment. Volunteer to take on that assignment. Before you know it, they're asking you to head the committee. Before you know it, one step after the other time. This is the problem. So you don't know certain things. What are you doing about it? Hmm. If you are, you want to advocate against XYZ, how much time have you spent looking for who is doing it? Hmm. What models are they adopting? Is there someone you can even talk to? I mean, the internet is literally at our feet and it's for us to use it for those things. Now, fear will always be a factor. Hmm. So I don't want to diminish that because, we are all afraid. And I, I hope you heard me. We, we are all afraid. Meaning that it's not that Audrey was afraid. Audrey is afraid. <laughs> but you see this thing, I keep preaching about this, doing it afraid. So because I know I want my life to be a full representation of this mandate to subdue, because mm. I know that God took his time to breathe upon me, which means he feels I'm worth something. Because I'm convinced there's a scripture forgive me, I don't remember where it is right now, but I think it is in Jeremiah where he says that he did not call the earth to fruitless fruitless service. And Mm. I feel that if God didn't call the earth to fruitless service, the people, the creatures that he bothered to create and breathe Mm. upon the the earth cannot also be for fruitlessness. Therefore, Mm. there is a from my life, and I don't want to get to the end and just be because I'm gone again, I'm in heaven. That's not it. You see, every applause I can get from heaven, I want to get it. Therefore, mm. it means that while I'm here on the earth, there are some things I must do. And I know that the passion in me is because God wants me to address those things. So if I'm looking upwards, it's now for me to be asking, okay, Lord, I'm afraid. Lord, I don't think I know enough of this. Help me. Now, God will help you only by the conviction. He's not going to you know, put those feet one after the other. You still have to do the steps. You still have to ask the question. You, you still have to be willing to, to be embarrassed sometimes. You have to be willing to feel sometimes. You have to be willing to be snubbed sometimes because, you know, yeah. sometimes on the journey of growth, you know, you may approach somebody to say, oh, can you explain this to me? And they act like, who is this one disturbing me? It's part <laughs> of the process. I believe that when those kinds of things happen, they're for you to learn. When you get there, how not to behave. Mm, wow, that's a good Very one. Very simple. It's very simple. So Mm. what is the point about me complaining that, oh, some people, because they think they're high and mighty, they look down on you. And then God lifts me to this high and mighty position and I start looking down on people. What a disservice. Mm. So this is one step after the other, but it's about work and it's about recognizing that everybody is afraid. Till tomorrow, there are platforms I am called to. And my first thought, because the enemy knows how to create a, an aura of doubt, my first thought is, hey, look at the other panel members. Mm. Oh, crap. I have almost denied uh, what am i saying. I did refuse an invitation once <laughs> because when I looked at the panel, I thought, ah, how did they even find me <laughs> in front of all these people? But I have to, you know, after a while, sit back and say again, who has two heads? Go mm. there, the is that you will not be the smartest person on the panel, but maybe you just might be. Hmm. So one step after the at other, don't spy back. Hmm. Because, you know what? That feeling of dissatisfaction that is in you and that feeling of dissatisfaction, if you notice with every passing year, you find yourself looking at your ceiling and you're just thinking, Lord, there's more to my life than this. Yeah. It's because you are right. There is more. <laughs> it's because you are right. <laughs> I love there it. is more. So one step after the other, but it involves work, and it involves being willing to journey. it afraid. It involves a lot of prayer too, because you don't want to take too, you don't have too many missteps. Yeah. You don't want to get into relationships that don't make sense. So in all this, it involves a lot of prayer and communion with God, trusting the Holy Spirit to just sort of sort of show you things. But every hmm. time he shows you something, you have to be willing to walk into it.
0: Hmm. Is that?
1: Wow, yeah?
0: wow. I mean, thank God that we're going to post this for a replay because I, I, I must go and watch it again and catch a lot of what you said. You said so many powerful things. I mean, I love the fact that you've even reminded us that the things that people do that we don't like, we should take it as when we're mm. in that position, we do better.
1: You yeah. know what I
0: mean? Which is such a huge thing because so many of us have fear because people have you know made us feel like oh you're not deserving or like you said you go up to somebody and they don't really accord you what you want but when we get there we don't use our power and influence and do better so we must also do better when we right. get to those positions amazing now auntie Audrey, tell us your story right because you found <laughs> you and your husband together started falcon in 1994 falcon yeah. is an adult, is 26 years old, is ever so grown, so tell us tell us about your journey, because I know that when you started, you didn't just start with 10 silver spoons, you know you started, you built in fact, yesterday, I I read on your blog that when you guys got married that you were squatting, you know with a friend for a short time Tell us yes. about your story, because many of us see people like you at the end, not the mm. end actually, because you have a long way to go. There's more greatness yeah, coming your God. way, but we see yeah. you and we're like, oh my gosh, look at her amazing life. Well, there's a journey. So tell us yeah. about your story. You and your husband, you know, just that entire journey. We, we want to do yeah. this.
1: <laughs> well, I wish, I, wish, I, wish, I wish you had enough time, but I'll try. So Sorry. essentially here we are. This is me. Um, I've always had this passion from when I was a child. So, you know, I was exposed to something—a book and a movie—that sort of put it in me that I'm going to build a business. I wouldn't work for anyone, and all that. And then I met my husband. I was doing my first master's degree, and um, we just agreed that, okay, you know what is going to happen. He was lecturing. I love to teach, so that made sense to me too. And then we had these new banks coming in. Then we're in Enugu then, and um, I was doing an MBA with a banking and finance bias. So we then said, okay, I'll get a job in one of those places. But you know what? I mean, we're sitting, I was sitting, I was waiting for an interview. And you know, what I now know is the Holy Spirit just said to me, this is not for you. How does this look like that woman of substance vision you've held on to for so many years? So wow. I got up and I left. I just walked <laughs> out. So when he came back, I was explaining to him that, you know what? I've held this dream since I was like 13 years old. And there is no way I'm going to let it go to go and get a job. I want, this is what I'm supposed to do. Hmm. And, um, he understood, and as we're talking about it, because he used to do all these business, um, small, small businesses, we started to talk about, let's just do this together. We started to think about the business name and all that, and eventually just decided, okay, we're setting up this company. Now, what exactly we're going to do, that's another conversation entirely. <laughs> so, such novices, we just, first of all, decided, okay, we'll do oil and gas because we had a friend in Port Harcourt and we had been exposed to oil and gas. Not that we knew anything <laughs> really deep about oil <laughs> and gas. And so we wanted to also copy the blending business that a friend of his was doing and seemed to be doing well. But of course, that all fell apart, you know. But we went into Port Harcourt. We just had a little money that we had put together because I used to always do small, small businesses as a student, you know, putting money aside and all that. So we Hmm. both put money together. uh, And then we rented. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Reminiscing. (laughs) So you know all these silly ideas that you have. Oh, we must be on a major road so people will know we're here. <laughs> uh, so we went to Abba Road, one to one via Road. Rented this bungalow. Um, it, it was very shabby old bungalow. We painted it white. We made this gigantic triangular sign, you know, that said Falcon Petroleum. And you know, I just look back and I think how silly it was. <laughs> but this, was this was an expression of the big that was in us, even though mm. we didn't have it. Wow. Furniture, So we had to go to uh, Obibo and buy cane chairs. We couldn't even buy the padded <laughs> ones. You know, We couldn't afford the padded ones. So we had to go to our bar, one secondhand market there, and buy this cheap red velvet fabric and an old mattress. So while my husband was cutting the mattress in pieces, I was sewing round cushions and stuffing wow. them. So the reception chairs will have cushions. We bought Dunlop tiles and ever stick in our back. Myself and my husband, literally one tile after the other, those plastic tiles. Wow. We put those tiles. By ourselves, you know, secondhand, uh, those little ribbon typewriters. Uh, man, it's just a journey. At that point in time, you know, we we when we came, we, we couldn't afford rent. I remember crying because one day I went to a LeKahia housing estate and I saw this flat I really liked. It was eighteen thousand naira, which sounded like 18, it sounded like eighteen million, hmm. and I really loved it. We came back, I cried my eyes out. Anyhow, my friend, my friend Chika was um, she was a uh, night shift um she was in charge of the factory the, on the night shift in port arcot uh, with michelin and so she had an apartment with two other ladies she had the master bedroom which was the biggest room and so chica became our landlord we had a mattress wow. so wow. when she goes to work at night we put the mattress down we sleep then early in the morning we wake up shower and leave the house so that she has her privacy before we come back and we lived that way for almost a year wow in fact, the house we ever rented um, it was my husband's uh, very diverse, second-hand old car like this. We had to go and park <laughs> in a community bank. And based on that, they gave us 40,000 Naira that we used to rent this house. That house, for sure, oh, my God. If I told you to go to the house, at some point, you will call me and say, sis, I can't see anything but bush because it was in the middle of nowhere. But I was so proud to have a home, even though it was a Nowhere, yeah. so it was really tough days, really tough times. But you know what, we kept doing was every little opportunity we had. Uh, and, and I always tell people, Any day you come to my office, I will show you my opus 800 naira, thousand <laughs> naira, supplying stationery And this is you in your one second hand jacket, and my husband's one second hand suit. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I mean, we've, been journey. we've been on a journey. There was a time my husband had to go to Kano and Kaduna to buy yams and tomatoes and things. And he came back on the lorry. You know how you sit on top of the lorry? Yeah. To go and fly to a company, Adamak, right? To, uh, just looking for business. We used the garage of the bungalow we are in to do a video club. So we wow. were working the day. Uh, My younger sister used to work in some video club then. So she would send us some old tapes. And then at night, in the evening, once the six, we would cross to the garage and start doing business center. Um, wow. What do you call it? Video club. Video just club in just the evening. Play. I'm telling you, I've sold children's clothes. I've sold secondhand. I mean, when I say children's clothes, you know they were secondhand, right? I know what yeah. you mean, yeah. <laughs> not I mean, not was, brand new. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, I did wow. sell brand new at some point because my sister worked with the children's place. So every time they had okay. a sale, she would take the sale plus her own manager's discount nice. and send it to her Wow. My sister we
0: have
1: John Need. Wow. We have there Was wow. a time for months and my husband and I would be eating only bully and fish because that was mm. all we can afford. You know, there was nothing like buying chicken. Um, my husband used to laugh at my meat, he used to call my meat Magikyu because <laughs> wow, <laughs> oh my dear, you know what? It, we don't Amazing. have enough time. The process, the it process and journey. journey, a journey of you know what, consistency one being being clear that this journey was taking us somewhere Hmm. so every time we had an opportunity we will over deliver because that is what then at some point people were the ones that started sending people to us let me tell you ladies and gentlemen you know you have in quotes let me not say arrived you started the journey of arriving when people are, are are now convicted enough about your service or your product to start saying Come, Fulusha, you want to do this, call Audrey. She's the one that can do it well. Hmm. Like word of mouth, refer referral. Like yeah. It's really the game changer for us. It's what started that little journey. And um, I know time is fast spent, but I want to share this story because um, many times I feel that God puts us on the journey of inconvenience. And if we embrace that journey, it, it takes us to a land that is beyond what we could reasonably have conceived how to get to. Wow. And i will explain what i mean by hmm. that so we got an opportunity at some point through after all these small small things here and there there's you know furnishing people buying furniture buying soap buying cleaning there's nothing we didn't do that would be it has to be legal anyway uh so at some <laughs> point one person now said to us you know what he has somebody that is doing um, has projects to build about 58 boreholes across the east that would we be interested? Can we do that? What do you think the answer is, first and foremost? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Big fact, yes. So we said yes. We we're taken to meet the contact. He asked us to show proof of um, competence. So we came back to Port Arcot, went to all the best borehole drillers, shortlisted one of them, and went back for a meeting. Long and short, they gave us two sites. Those two sites were in Enugu State. We lived in Port We had no car by then. My husband's car, well, I mean, that was wow. not even a car. You know that, those wow. kind of cars are really Park like this, they are not starting, So you have to jumpstart them right now. Oh so, so, every morning we had to go by bus from, from Portacot to um, Enugu State, Oji River. There were two communities, my husband was project managing one, I was project managing the other. So, wow. we took the bus to Oji River. Then, when you get to the Oji River roundabout, you come down and take the local taxis. Those local taxis, you know, now even the buses, you know, buses that when you're driving, you'll be looking at the road. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> and of course, there was nothing like money for accommodation. So, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, in the evening, we turn around and we start going back to Portaco. Back to PA.
0: Wow.
1: And you know what? Every time we were going back, there was a point we'll get to, and we'll see that it looked like this oversized fire was burning. And we kept wondering, like ah, this kind of fire that never gets put out, what is going on? So constantly we would be talking about it in the bus on our way back, like, ah, now, wow, these fire, so what could they be burning then? And then one day, one guy in the bus is like, you know what? That's actually a gas flare. And we're like, which one is this? And he started to explain to us about gas flaring. In a bus, a broken down 2K2K bus, like- in the middle of somewhere between um, uh, Abias and uh, Aba axis. Wow. That was what said to us, oh, wow, we had never, I mean, come on. I didn't know what gas was, much less flaring. It was in that inconvenient situation, mm. that situation that looked like I was being demeaned, that situation that looked like I was doing less than. This was a time mm. when people were saying, what's the matter with you? Do you know the family you come from? How can you mm. be living this life? Why don't mm. you go and get a job? You know you are connected. You can get a job mm. in Shell. I remember all those things. People were saying that in that inconvenient place god opened a window dropped an idea wow. and we started to run with it wow. we started to ask questions we started to look for who to talk to we started to write proposals that were bigger than us i mean if you see the big big proposals, <laughs> sometimes i laughed at myself but that is the power of faith you put hmm. it out there and with the rest wow you have to stretch the first time i ever had to go and do a presentation i had never used a flip chart before I went and had someone that was in quote, smaller than me teach me, and when I went, I handled that presentation, and guess what? The door opened wow. fast forward how many years later. That's you see from that one experience in a bus on the way back from Oji River into Portcot is what has put us where, when you talk about gas in Nigeria, you will mention Falcon. Why do I want to share this experience? Because when we're talking power and influence, let's not forget this is where we're going. We have said, one, that influence is an activated power, one. Two, we have said that you are already carrying this capacity because the breath of God is in you. And you have his mandate already to go and do things with this thing he has put in you. And you shouldn't shy away from it. And we have said that influence is then activated. But we have also said for that there is a journey. So don't miss it. But that journey starts with steps. And so this last point I'm making is to say that the step is not always glamorous. Hmm. It's not always glamorous. It will not all be in Banana Island. It's not all going to be on Ikoileki Link Bridge. It's not all going to be business class on the way to wherever. I'm so sorry. Sometimes, guys... It's just going to look like you went steps back. Hmm. But go drop something. Don't miss it. You'll be shocked the number of opportunities you have missed because you allowed some conversations pass and you thought awesome. to yourself, what do I know about gas? Wow. You'll be shocked. The places that you've been privileged to sit and a discussion is happening because the Holy Spirit is saying to you, Felusha, pay attention. I know you are in tech, girl, but this agriculture discussion hmm. is because you know I want to use you to mechanize agriculture in Nigeria backed by technology mm. don't miss it mm. mm. i've seen it in my life wow. take me from where i was trying to figure out lord how can i just make this and a conversation in the most unlikely of places has changed the game today wow, wow. <laughs> i mean
0: i i don't even know what to ask you again <laughs> like, i'm just <not> like wow <laughs> wow Auntie Audrey, mm. your story is absolutely like out of this world <laughs> what mm. I but never would have guessed that that is all God and you know oh, your God, first yeah. steps are just so spot on and there's nobody I'm sure on this life who will not learn something from those steps especially in this season you know this season seems so Negative, you know, if you if you choose to focus on the negative, you know, it seems like things are just not working. You know, I know people are losing their jobs, um, pay is getting cut, all kinds of things. But there's so much opportunity in what you've said, and we need to be
1: keyed keyed
0: into what God is saying to us at all times, and not on what we just think. Wow, amazing, amazing! I, don't, I like you just completely just <laughs> blown me. Like you just blow me away. Okay, so with all that you've said, because you clearly live a very, very intentional life. I mean, it's so clear. And it looks like you were born that way because <laughs> you've been yeah. an intentional woman. Because, you know, even like when you just got married, you know, you were, you were already in a place where you were bringing so much value into your marriage. Jonathan. You so, you know, it wasn't just about you just being a wife or a mother. Yeah. You've always been yeah. a woman of value. I mean, yeah. all the stories that, that you've told us have shown us that, Even when things were looking bad for you and even when people were saying negative things you've just been a woman of focus and of value and that's just absolutely absolutely amazing so please share with us about this intentional life because i really believe that before we can even get to places where where we're really making you know big moves and influencing things to happen Mm -hmm. like you told us your gas story you know you attended meetings you asked questions you joined panels and now you're the president The first female president you know tell us how to live a more intentional life to really make a difference in our community and in the world around us
1: okay thank you so much for so let me say something that because i worry i worry sometimes when there's a way some things may be expressed and it looks like you always had it figured out Mm. that's not that's not true when i came into my marriage i was very clear about a few things one Uh, I, I always knew that I was, I was a woman that would be productive. Do you understand? I was going to be productive and I use the word productive because productivity, you know, I don't want anybody to have a sense that I may be demeaning anyone who is a, a stay at home mom, because that's a very, that's an incredible, um, responsibility in itself, the shaping of destinies. So when I say productive, I always knew that I would be engaged in things that are, are building something, Right. However, um, I think the most important thing I came into marriage with was a, com- com- what's the word now, a commitment not to mm. make the kinds of mistakes that I felt my parents made. Right? I, because I came out of a, I came out of a broken home. And I, I, even beyond that, there were just issues that I saw and I felt, no, this doesn't make sense. So I think I got very old very early because of mm. things I had to do with. And I have, as God helped me, because this is certainly not me somewhere very early was a sense that we go through things to learn what not to go and repeat. Mm. So I came into marriage ready to be a certain kind of wife, ready not to engage in certain types of things, ready to be a certain kind of parent and ready to open myself to learn. I already knew that I would not open myself to be influenced. But so from forever mm. ago, I out saying things like, if I ever find myself in a cycle of women, well, a circle of women, rather, where the conversation is about. And I will show him if I'm the one, you know. That that is not, not for me. you. The only circle I'm in. I'm just till tomorrow. If you as a woman come and you're telling me or your husband, is, I will listen to you. You know, I love you. <laughs> Immediately you are done. Trust you. Immediately you are done. I will take you on, and then I will take him on because there is always a different side to the story. Mm-hmm. So I came in with a kind of broad thinking. And then, of course, we started the business. I didn't come to the business to be carried. I came to the business with my A-game. I mean, mm. come on, check this thing. There's no oh. God. There's check something inside here. Do you understand? Male and female created he them. Yeah. So when God was breathing upon man, and he was breathing on man, the spirit man, even though he then gave it expression in male and female form, that same mandate to subdue. I'm carrying mm. it. Yes. And so I was very clear about that. So the journey started, but you know what, even as I was on that journey, my focus, I must admit at the beginning was just my family because my husband and I had this nice romantic relationship, <laughs> with very cute children working together. So it was like, this is us. We're just, this was us. There was no need for anything too much beyond that. But here's that thing I talked about. The thing in you that begins to call and ask you alpha. Hmm. The thing in you that begins to say there's something more than this. Yes. The thing in you that begins to ask questions like, okay, so when your children live, what? The hmm. thing in you that is even bold enough. I know we don't like to hear these things, but the thing in you that is bold enough to say, God forbid, if this man dies, so and then what? Yeah. Hmm. Truth. Truth. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The thing totally. in you that begins to ask you, how can it all be about just this? Your six of you. How can it be when hmm. they are alive? that need you to touch them Hmm. That, that now you know you begin to ask some questions and say okay lord what am I going to do and I had that time with myself I literally remember that day that I came to a place of peace that I needed to shift in the way I was living my life and begin to look for how to give expression to different things I remember I was driving home from church it was in VGC and I made this comment that it was time for me to begin to live a bit differently. Hmm. And I remember my first son, who was probably all of eight or nine then, said to me, mommy, yes, I agree. It's time for you to focus on you. Wow. Are you serious? I'm telling you. And at that time, I began to look at a few things. Okay, where are the associations that I feel I will get the right kinds hmm. of networks? Where I will gain value and I will give value. Hmm. That is how I got to Wimbis. And That's mm. been a fabulous journey for me. Amazing. I didn't have any regrets whatsoever. Yes. When the story of my life is written, Wimbies must be there. Yeah, same here, same I'm
0: here. I'm telling
1: you. Right? That's when I began to ask myself, okay, you have been in the oil and gas industry. Who do you know? What do you know? And how are you contributing beyond that your business is doing this? And that's when I got into the Nigerian Gas Association. And I don't know how to do floor membership. In fact, maybe that's ah, You do not a problem. Don't many, that, you don't, don't
0: know. know what I'm telling you. There were many places
1: I was not going, people I was not connecting with, because once I get in, I go all in and I knew I would carry something. That's why I said at the beginning that sometimes the journey of power and influence, we are not going on it because we know it will place a demand on us.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, writing for me then became, listen, you have all these thoughts. You have all these ideas. You have a different, I recognize I have a different, unique way of thinking. And it may Mm. not be unique, but I see it as unique to me. I recognize that God gives me some peculiar insights and that he sometimes he gives me a way with words. And what am I doing with it? Talking to one person, gisting with my girls, how about I take the time and articulate a story? And that is how I remember the first Formal, I'd written many things just off and on here and there. But the first formal time I created my um blog site and I wanted to put up a post after writing it. <laughs> I sat down, looked at it, and thought to myself, who is even going to read? Hmm. People are writing you too. You want to write, and they are blogging, you said you know, everything <laughs> negative, negative comment. That. Yeah. And then at a point I said, you know what, girl, this is the devil. What is the worst that will happen? No one can read it. No one will read, right? Not a problem. Navigate. Press, mm, Press thing, Press send for yourself. Write mm. that article for yourself. Go for that meeting for yourself. Let nobody greet you. Not a problem. Go for yourself. Build capacity in yourself. Learn things for yourself. My library, I read and read and read all sorts of books. Things that were motivational, things that were spiritual, biographical. Just read and learn for yourself build capacity because that capacity must find expression Hmm. so i want to say that the journey of power and influence please stop looking at the end look right where you are do you know when i was i can't remember how old i was the first time i heard about junior achievement of nigeria and the model they had for teaching i started to look for them and i found them and i went and put myself forward i love children Mm. To embrace learning, and I love to see other people embrace learning. Can I be part of this? And they eventually gave me. I started to teach for for them. It's the same thing with faith foundation. The first time I heard about faith foundation, I went for a couple of their courses. The next thing I asked them, I said, I want to teach. Do you understand what I'm saying? You must always put yourself forward. Don't even if you don't think you are the best of anything, embrace the first step. It's okay. It takes Mm. you somewhere. But you cannot sit in your home and be saying, oh, it's easy for her to say, no, it was not easy for me to say. It has involved me stretching. It has involved a lot of discomfort. There are times I've had to, in fact, what am I saying? I've spent money. I will fly to Abuja. I will fly to Rio. I'm going out there to share, not for anything else, but because I know that I'm transforming lives and I'm fulfilling Mm. the mandate. So power and influence is not always about governance. And I think the world we're in today yeah. really, really takes the tone for that. It's That's not about, yeah. oh, I want to get into government. No, yeah. it's you can create a movement. And do you know the beauty about a movement? It can just be a thought movement. Hmm. You know when we talk about thought leadership? Yeah. If you can sink a solid idea and make the effort to begin to push it, one person, one group of people at a time, you will be shocked that you create a following. Hmm. But you will do the work and you will take the first step. And many times, those are your first steps, it may even look like nothing is happening. Hmm. When you go to the scripture, Isaiah 32, I believe it is, when it says that you should cast your seed on many waters. And it says because it will sink into the mud, right? And ultimately, it will then begin to yield. Yeah. Guess what, guys? Many times when you start this journey of influence, You know where you're going, you are going to the forest. You want to build the forest, but you are going to start with the seed you cast in the mud and while it's in the mud is covered while it's in the mud. It looks like nothing while it's in the mud, nothing fancy about it. It's really nothing, nothing now. In fact, while it's in the mud, people don't even want to be associated with it. Guess what? Slowly and surely as it's been nurtured, what happens? It begins to sprout. It begins to sprout before you know it. There is a tree and it is from the tree that you have a forest. So if you keep Mm. your eyes on the forest, but recognize that I'm starting as the seed, please just trust God with your process. Mm. And don't worry that mine took how many years, and yours maybe. You know, all those things. All those little things. I keep saying this, that you know what? ah your journey is your hundred percent your hundred percent may be age 80 and mine may be age 90 or god forbid in some people's cases age 30 you deliver your hundred percent so don't worry about those who it looks like their own power and influence and their oh especially in these days of influencers don't worry about those things focus on yours there is something that god has called you for Focus on it. Begin to take those first steps. I promise you, when the change comes, it is God that changes it, and God knows how to do radical. Hmm. Wow. Sorry.
0: Ah. Wow. Oh my goodness. Like. Yeah. Woo. So many gems. So many yeah. gems. So many gems. So many gems. So many amazing, amazing, amazing gems. Tell us. Tell us about, tell us some, some more of your stories, right? Tell us, mm. tell us about some more situations that you've been in where you really felt like you were not enough. Because I see a lot of people, you know, talking about imposter syndrome. And like you said, you know, it looks now like you, I mean, you've I mean, you got it going on, Auntie Audrey, and it looks like you've been packaged like this from the womb. But like you told us, that's not the end. <laughs> So, you know... <laughs> So, you know, tell yeah. us some more of your own stories of how you did not feel like you could. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just went there. And let me quickly add this. So, a friend of mine who is actually supposed to be on this live, but unfortunately had had to teach a class and is exhausted, Rolake Akinkube Filani, Oh, Rolake, well, okay, I love her. Rolake said that you absolutely like blew her mind at a win conference where she was on a panel and she said something she said that when she was on that panel she felt like oh my god look at all these people on this panel with me wow you know and she made a comment i can't remember the, the comment that she made but she said something along the lines of um something sad you know the things that we say as women like oh you know i really don't deserve to be here kind of a thing she said that when the panel ended that, that you went to her and you were like girl don't yeah. ever say that again yeah. you were on that stage. you deserve to be there but you know what she said, that that absolutely just shook her to a new level it was mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness I am supposed to be here so you know, yeah. I love the fact that you are influencing people every time Auntie Audrey, even in a place where people are, you know, listening you, you are picking out the things that you can use to give people even more power and I know that you mm-hmm. have a whole sister power movement, and you'll tell yes. us about that you know, towards like the end but tell us about some times that you have been just like, you know what? I yeah. can't do this. And you just went, <laughs> you just went. And you can even give us some of the scripture that helps you power yourself as well.
1: Uh, so let me say first of all that Rolake, I absolutely love her. Yeah. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm her big time. We all love her. We all I'm telling you, she, she is, so, she is so there. Rolake, I love you. Absolutely. <laughs> I remember I said that to her and she was like, oh, yeah, how can it be? No, I remember that day. I mean, here was Rolake on this huge stage. And you know, Wimby's conferences, you're talking like 2,000 women. Yes. Powerful. And she just owned that stage. And the next thing mm-hmm. I heard her, oh, my God. I was like, what? No, I'm not having this at all. Girl, you were okay. <laughs> you understand? And this is the thing that we missed it so much. You know what? Um. You want me to tell you some of my stories? How about that? I'm still in the story mm. tomorrow. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't look like it. I know, but maybe because I've mastered this thing of recognizing that, you know what? I believe everybody is afraid. I believe everybody is an insecure person just looking for like me, love me, accept me. I so, it. I so, so, so believe yeah, it. Sure. Anybody that is so cool that they are cool unto themselves in the house. Do you understand? You'll be forming for yourself. Who I beg your pardon. Please now. <laughs> you know, so you can come outside because you think that there's that aura. That when you get home, you will be real. And so I, I, I've learned to kind of demystify people in my mm. mind. Because I, I like simple that. Simple me. Simple me. There's some people that are looking at me like this gigantic, hey, hey. You know, I'm <laughs> not just me. understand what i'm saying i'm just me that's decided that you know what i just don't want to sit back and and make like this thing is not calling me i want Mm. to go out there and do something so let me make an effort so when um you say some of my stories i can tell you for instance you know what um i was called yesterday and the lady sent a message someone i know she's in media and she says oh ma'am she's calling from this channel they want me to have to be on a live show um, 7 a.m. on Monday morning for two hours. I mean, my whole brain was like, yeah, what? what? <laughs> like, ah, wow. Hey, you know, like, really? so I'm like, okay, so um, what do you want to talk about? She said it. I was like, okay. So I'm like, okay, you're going to send me some questions. So, oh, no, it's just, you know, it's just a chat. I was like, hmm. It's me. Mm-hmm. Settle. <laughs> Been there before. Do you understand? What's- so I said to her, um, I'll get back to you. And as I dropped the phone, I, I just said to myself, here we go again. So I sent her a message and I said, I'll be there live. As I'm Beautiful. sitting here, every time I remember it, I'm like, Lord God, King of glory, Holy Spirit, you know you said you bring all things to our remembrance. Just mm. be preparing what you find me on Monday. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. It's all happening. I, every time I receive an invitation that I feel led to accept, my first thought is, Oh Lord. Um, what if they ask me a question? I, I won't be able to answer. I don't want to look, you know, and then sometimes you see people who are, it's like when you go to minister and you see some people there; it's like, they can quote even the full stop. Oh, come oh, out no. the Bible. Do you understand? It's like they know. <laughs> on after, oh my gosh. And I'm like, Oh father, how did you put me you on the platform as this person? But when you release yourself to be of no reputation, for mm. instance, you know what God, Okay, if it's ministry, I'm like, you know what, Lord? Even if I'm preparing in quotes, it's you that is going to speak. And if I recognize that, what am I afraid of? I show up and I leave myself to you. If it is industry, then I show up because I'm like, you know what? I believe one of the things that God has put me in the position I'm in is also to show the industry that there are women that have substance and content. And you need to give them an opportunity to step up. To me, that the Lord has brought this far. I keep shying away because I'm feeling insecure and because maybe they may answer a question and I won't answer and people now say, ah, she doesn't even know anything. How can my not being able to answer one or two questions right in one event mean I don't know anything? Hmm. True. True. can that be? Are you right all the time? So I have to say to myself, girl, you know what? The worst that will happen is that you will be on this live thing. They will ask you a question. Holy Spirit, to just help you go around this. <laughs> Somebody will say, ah, this woman herself, how did she become president? There will be another person that will say, this woman, have you seen her in here and there? And come even on. if they don't, know, I come showed up. Which come means come next on. time when they're thinking about an industry panel, they will look for a woman. And not Great. just a woman for woman's sake. They will look for a woman that carries something. If mm. you don't step up because you're afraid, because you're uncertain, you do your entire sex, your entire gender, your daughters, you do them a disservice. Wow. And then beyond the gender issue, you do humanity a disservice because you are carrying something that needs to come out. Mm. It may be that you are saying exactly the same thing everybody is saying, but there is something about the way you give it expression that that's the thing people connect with. Mm. Mm. Just two nights ago, was it yesterday? Two nights ago, yes. I had been invited by a dear friend of mine, pastor Chefo. he wanted me to minister to a small group that he's running a program with. I first of all said to him, "Look, you know I'm out of the country. Five hour time difference means that this thing is happening at 4:30 a.m. for me. In fact, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be 3:30. He shifted it to 4:30 to give me one more hour. And I was saying to him that, you know, this means I'm not going to sleep today because I have something else later in the day. But you know, the long and short I was really thinking to myself, people have time." <laughs> <laughs> Will you be able to, then at a point I said, no, Shabit, this is God's work. Do you feel a sense that you're supposed to refuse this? Hmm. The answer is no. And I even know things God has specifically told me about ministry. If Hmm. he has not told me no, it's very simple. You take the assignment. And so I said, yes, Folusho, up to two hours before this time, everything in me was still feeling, hey, you don't really have a message. Just... Just call him. He will understand. He can mm. handle it, everything to the last minute. But you see that other part of me that is saying, I will show up because it matters. Mm. I will show up because even if I'm feeling unprepared, you'll be shocked that one sentence I will make, will somebody will take it and run with it, and an entire generation will be transformed. Hallelujah. I, have you, so mm. I will show it up even when I feel you I'm show- not able. Even when wow. I feel what's Who am I compared to the one that sent me? Mm. Who was your reputation? My sister, let me tell you something. eh? The same way that I say in marriage that there are some decisions you take, some stances you take. Because in the first place, if you think your whole family members think you're a good woman, you're wasting Mm. your time. Those who are talking are already talking. Those who don't respect you already don't respect (laughs) you. But for those that the Lord, you see, when you talk about your corner of the earth, there is a circle. That God has put you in charge of. In that circle, your voice will always count. But yes. if, you are not speaking, if you are not speaking, you are doing entire generations a disservice. Wow! Okay! Woo.
0: Guys, do not do generations a disservice. Please, listen to all that has been said here today. I mean, this was so powerful. I don't want it to end. Praise and Lord. we have a minute and 22 seconds. <laughs> I'm so upset. Audrey, please tell us where we can find you. Let's know where we can find you. So we put your well, your um blog up on the on the screen. Yes, yes. So my my it. my
1: my website is there, audrejoyzibo.com and my blog is up on there. Um I'm on Instagram, AudreyJ I'm on Twitter, same handle, Audrey I'm on Facebook, Audrey I think that's about it. All those on our TikTok and the rest are not <laughs> <AudreyJoyZibo>. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for you it's not for you it's not for you I and think oh yeah. three, this was amazing I have, I have mature children so I not <laughs>
0: This was absolutely amazing. I mean, absolutely you absolutely just opened up our minds, our brains, our spirits, everything. Thank you so, so much. Thank, Thank you. Thank
1: you. Sure. Keep Thank showing
0: you. up. Because when you show up, you inspire all of us to keep showing That's up. That's
1: right. Thank That's you so right.
0: much. And keep Thank keeping you. it real, being a real woman, you know, just Thank speaking you. your truth and we connect to it so well. Thank you so much. Let's Thank give her some virtual really. claps, everyone. Thank, Thank you so you. Thank
1: much. You everyone.
0: Amazing, amazing, <laughs> amazing session. Take Thank care you. and speak to you Take soon.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.